good evening. It is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 11.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective. Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Lauren Tucker, and Jesse Bell. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. Sheepdog Trials return to Grass Creek Park with admission by donation. The Kingston Sheepdog Trials Festival presented by Subaru of Kingston returns to Grass Creek Park Friday, August 11th and runs until Sunday, August 13th with tons of family-friendly and pet-friendly fun. Learn more about the festival at the City of Kingston website. Plan to enjoy this unique rural summer festival with family and friends. See Border Collies herd sheep in time trials and take in our many great festival attractions at beautiful Grass Creek Park on the shores of the St. Lawrence, said Emily Mattpan, Assistant Supervisor of Special Events. To welcome back the festival and its guests, all admission fees have been waived for 2023 and replaced with admission by donation. There are no tickets required for this family-friendly event. Presented by Subaru of Kingston, the Sheepdog Trials run daily from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Friday, August 11th to Sunday, August 13th. The festival attractions will be held over the course of the weekend and include a wide variety of activities and demonstrations, including market vendors each day, with various wares for both dogs and their owners, local food vendors with great eats and sweet treats, dog agility shows with absolute agility, horse carriage racing on the trial field, the utilities Kingston water buggy, sheep to shawl demonstrations and silent auction, lots of free parking on site, and much more. The city reminds festival goers that if they plan to bring their dog along, please be sure to keep them on leash while roaming the grounds. And don't forget your sunscreen and refillable water bottle for the utilities Kingston water buggy. Once again, this is located at Grass Creek Park at 2991 Highway 2, adjacent to the McLaughlin Woodworking Museum. For accessibility, accessible parking, drop-off areas, and portable washrooms will be available. Contact Emily Matpan at emattpan at cityofkingston.ca if you have questions regarding accessibility. Grass Creek Beach will be open on this day. The dog park will be closed to the public from August 7th until August 15th to present the festival. You can learn more about the festival at the Sheepdog Trials website. At City Council on Tuesday, July 11th, with unanimous support from Council, it was decided that steps will be taken to create a working group aimed towards fostering a positive relationship between students and the Greater Kingston community. With St. Lawrence College, Queen's University, and the Royal Military College of Canada all located in Kingston, there is a large population of post-secondary students, which is also expected to increase in the future. Councillor Glenn expressed this in her opening remarks introducing this motion. The population of students is so large, it's like having a small city in our own city. So this is a large percentage of our population and I think we aren't quite doing enough to serve their needs. Councillor Glenn, who brought forward this motion, provided many reasons for the creation of this working group. One being the challenges the student population presents to certain neighbourhoods. Challenges listed included the city overspending on policing and bylaw being, quote, stretched thin when there are major events like homecoming or St. Patrick's Day. So a working group is an opportunity to bring all of the people to the table, students, administration, city, uh, to actually come up with solutions for how we can manage this better. However, working through these challenges is just part of the reasoning behind the creation of this working group. The working group also aims to consider strategies to keep students in Kingston after they graduate. But we also lose a lot of talent. We have students come here, they train, they're well-educated, they're bright, and they leave. And we need to have those people stay, and we need to give them reason to stay here. So having them in a working group where we can discuss what makes you want to live here, what is it that will keep you here, what are the opportunities that we need to work on with you, the working group will focus not only on retaining students, but also foreseeing the outcomes of moves like this, which has more commotion on holidays as seen on Canada Day this year. 
Counselor Glenn did not only discuss challenges integrating students or the city's need to retain workers, but also problems students face that can be helped by the city. Uh, the issues that are facing the students are the same issues that are facing all of our other residents. Housing. Where am I going to live while I'm here? Is that housing going to be of good condition? Am I going to be safe? We often don't talk about the other issues that are facing our student populations. The fact that Queen's has to have a food bank for students should actually worry every one of us in this room. So we have opportunity to discuss how we can help in that regard as well. Councillor Glenn received support from fellow Councillor Sanami. I think that this would go a long way um, with really repairing a lot of the, the damage or perceived damage that, that people perceive that has happened and um, make people feel more at home and residents feel more at ease once there's more dialogue and hopefully can solve a lot of the, the misconceptions or issues um, like stolen street signs that happens all the time you know there's a lot of things that are going on that especially like in my district that I see every day that could probably be solved with dialogue. This initiative is in line with the 2023-26 to 26 Council Strategic Plan, which focuses on collaborating with the city's post-secondary institutions through multiple initiatives, including workforce development and youth retention. The working group is set to have representation from the city, the educational institutions, and other stakeholders like landlords and property owners. As for next steps, city staff will now start the process of building the working group. It is expected that a working group structure with a mandate, reporting structure, and representation from required parties will be presented by the last quarter of 2023. I think it's an excellent opportunity for us to um, really change the narrative. Um, I would love to have the um, members of the media contacting me about the great work that some student is doing, about the innovative new thing that they've come forward with, rather than uh, hearing about the latest student who decided during a party to jump off a roof. The City of Kingston presents unique naming rights opportunity for premier large entertainment venue. The City of Kingston is thrilled to announce an exceptional opportunity for businesses to submit proposals for the highly sought after naming rights of the large venue entertainment center, currently known as the Leon Center in downtown Kingston, Ontario. This exclusive partnership will provide unprecedented exposure and brand recognition in one of Canada's most vibrant hubs. The selected naming rights partner will have the privilege of associating its esteemed brand with this world-class venue, capturing the attention of millions of visitors, fans, and media outlets. Boasting a prime location at the intersection of Ontario Street and Tragically Hip Way, this venue stands as the centerpiece of Kingston's entertainment landscape. The arena, with a seating capacity of 5,000 for sporting events and 6,700 for concerts, serves as the proud home of the Kingston Frontenacs of the Ontario Hockey League and has hosted a multitude of exhilarating events, including concerts by global icons and thrill sports spectacles. The large venue entertainment center has had amazing support from naming rights partners, including Rogers K-Rock and Leon's, says Lucretia Turner, Director of Recreation and Leisure Services. We are looking forward to building a new relationship with a partner to connect with the passionate community of Kingston and the region. By securing naming rights, the chosen partner will unlock a myriad of benefits, including exceptional brand visibility through prominent exterior signage, widespread media coverage, and a captive audience of diverse demographics. Interested parties can visit cityofkingston.ca slash business to request a copy of an expression of interest document. Businesses are invited to submit a simple proposal highlighting their 
brand synergy with the venue's rich legacy, commitment to community engagement, and innovative marketing strategies. The deadline for proposal submissions is Wednesday, August 30th at 3 p.m. A review committee comprising of city staff, industry experts, and community leaders will meticulously evaluate all submissions and recommend a naming rights partner to City Council for consideration. The City of Kingston welcomes proposals from local, national, and international companies eager to leave an indelible mark on Kingston's cultural landscape. Have your say and create a more livable Kingston. The city is collecting feedback and input from community groups, partner organizations, businesses, and community members on a draft community standards bylaw. On June 29, 2022, City Council directed staff to prepare a bylaw that would help deter certain types of nuisance behaviors in the community. The draft, now available for review on Get Involved Kingston, includes odors, construction materials and construction dust, idling, feeding of wildlife, textile collection sites and flyers, safe use of public spaces, and damage to city property, the safety and well-being of our community members and visitors, and a clean and enjoyable environment where everyone feels included are priorities for the City of Kingston, says Andrew Reeson, Senior Legal Counsel. The vision of the Community Standards Bylaw is for community members to continue working together to create a livable community, as previously laid out in the City's Good Neighbor Guide. Feedback will be considered as staff further refine the bylaw to ensure it meets the needs of community members. Community members are invited to review and comment on the draft Community Standards Bylaw until August 18th. If you prefer to provide comments by phone or require accommodation to provide comments, please call 613-546-0000. That's all for your headlines this week, and next up is your Arts Desk with Lauren Tucker. Thanks, Christina. Here's your arts and culture news for the week. The 15th annual Kingston Writers Fest will be running this September, and this year's lineup was just announced at the Agnes Etherington Center on Wednesday, July 19th. Among those featured this year are major highlights like Emma Donahue, Alicia Elliott, Patrick DeWitt, Britta Badur, and Vincent Lamb. Programming will feature fiction, nonfiction, culinary, poetry, experimental, hybrid, spoken word, staged reading, and songwriting programs, as well as trivia and writing retreats. For more information on Kingston Writers Fest and the full lineup of events and authors, you can visit kingstonwritersfest.ca or kwfunbound.ca. The Limestone City Blues Festival lineup has been announced for 2023. Friday night's main stage will be featuring Roosevelt Collier, Bywater Call, and Rob Lutz. Saturday night's headliner Jeremy Albino is fresh off the release of his new album Tears You Hide and will be sharing the main stage with Jerry Ledger and The Situation and Teresa Mellenfont. Wristbands for the festival are available now online for only $25 and they give you access to all three nights at the main stage and participating club shows. You can find all of this and more at Downtown Kingston the Kick and Push Festival has officially started as of July 22nd and will run until August 19th across downtown Kingston. Kick and Push aims to take the audience beyond passive observers and they are now in their ninth year. This year you can catch shows across venues and styles. For more on Kick and Push and to get your ticket, you can visit thekickandpush.com. Don't forget that you can stop by Market Square every Sunday for the Cataraqui Indigenous Art and Food Market, featuring a variety of vendors, each with their own unique touch. For handcrafted items, visual art, clothing, jewelry, home decor, and traditional indigenous dishes from Cadu's First Foods, you can stop by Sundays from 10 to 3 p.m. through to September 24th. Kingston's Independent Cinema, The Screening Room, you can visit every Thursday evening and Friday night through to August 3rd for the B-Side Cinema Series, bringing you underrated gems from Hollywood auteurs David Fincher, Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg, Sofia Coppola, and David Lynch, with series host Dan Simpson, PhD student and host of Eyebrow Cinema on YouTube. 
This Thursday, catch the 2006 Sofia Coppola period drama Marie Antoinette, starring Kirsten Dunst, showing Thursday at 5.40 p.m. Then catch David Lynch's Wild at Heart, running Friday, July 28th at 9.30 p.m. and into the beginning of August, starring Nick Cage and Laura Dern. For more on the Screening Room's events and for tickets, you can visit ScreeningRoomKingston.com. If you're looking for an opportunity to try something new this summer, you can keep a lookout for two classes. You can catch Summer Swing Mondays bi-weekly from 7 to 10 p.m. with the Queen's Swing Dance Club at the Spire. Each night kicks off with a beginner-friendly dance lesson taught by experienced dancers, and then you can stick around for two hours of open social dance and practice time. Queen's affiliation is not a prerequisite, and all are welcome. Tickets are $5 for students and $10 for community members, and you can visit queensstc.ca to find their Eventbrite link and register register now. And starting tomorrow, July 4th and every summer Tuesday in Springer Market Square at 6.30 p.m., you can attend the free Salsa in the Square lesson and social dance. Instructors will be able to guide you through learning the dance and having fun. No tickets are required and all you need to bring to this dance floor is your energy, spirit, and dance shoes. Again, that's Salsa in the Square every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. at Springer Market Square. That's all I've got for you this week on Arts Desk. Now I'll turn it over to sports. Good evening. This is Jesse Bell from the CFRC Sports Desk, and this is your sports report for Monday, July 24th, 2023. We are about a month away from the start of the OUA men's football season. As such, both episodes of the sports report this week will be dedicated to previewing the OUA West and OUA East. We will begin by discussing the Waterloo Warriors. In 2021, Waterloo was a playoff team who looked quite promising on the field. In 2022, we saw a major regression as they fell to a 1-7 record, and many of those losses weren't even close. It seems the team is struggling to find an identity now that Trey and Tyrell Ford have moved on to greener pastures of professional football. I wouldn't expect much from Waterloo this season. They'll likely tread water as they continue to build for the future. Another team with a surprising regression in 2022 was the Guelph Griffins. Prior to 2022, Guelph was one of the most consistent teams in the OUA, always on the playoff bubble and often giving tough teams quite competitive matchups. In 2022, they really struggled on offense, however, playing multiple quarterbacks throughout the season and totally unable to run the football up until the last four games or so of the season when rookie running back Isaiah Smith started to generate a lot of buzz. Look for Smith to be the main back as Guelph tries to rebuild their offensive attack in 2022. Look for the McMaster Marauders to have a bounce back season. Although they'll be missing quarterback Anders Duick, they still have a very formidable team. The top two teams in the OUA West, however, will be the Wilfred Laurier Golden Hawks with quarterback Taylor Elgersma, and of course the Western Mustangs, the defending Ontario champions and national semifinalists. Look for Western, Wilfred Laurier, and McMaster to be your top three OUA West teams. That concludes our preview of the OUA West. We will have the OUA East coming up on Wednesday. And that concludes our sports report for today. This is Jesse Bell signing off and throwing it over to my main man, Chancellor Miracle, for your community update. Registration for Roots and Wings Free Summer Camp is now open. The summer camp involves hands-on activities such as scavenger hunts, puzzle making, science experiments, cooking, and more. 
open to BIPOC youth ages 8 through 12. The camp hours are as follows, August 19th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and August 20th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., ending with a BIPOC food share, location to be shared with registrants. The Sexual Assault Center Kingston is looking for folks who want to join their board of directors. Candidates they are looking for will possess a strong interest in working towards SACK's vision of a community free from sexual violence and in alignment with SACK's values. SACK is committed to fostering a diverse and inclusive board, and they are looking for applicants with diverse backgrounds, identities, experiences, and cultures. The Art of Survival, a Prison for Women Memorial Collective, also known as P4WMC, exhibition brings together more than 30 local, national, and international artists and collectives who have produced artwork inside institutions for women or while on parole. This exhibition is part of P4WMC's long-term project to remember and honor people who lived and died inside women's prisons across Canada. The purpose of the exhibition at the Pump House is to provide a heritage experience that showcases the history and artwork created by artists and collectives serving as an educational resource, offering engaging visuals, and learning experiences for visitors of all ages. The P4W Memorial Collective curated and organized the art exhibition at the Pump House, and it will be displayed from July 4th to September 2nd, 2023. It is an art exhibit that focuses on art made by women who have been incarcerated. The exhibition's theme is to distrust negative stereotypes of criminalized people and people who have spent time in prison. Heritage Services wishes to support and host the P4W Memorial Collective at the Pump House Museum by displaying and exhibiting works of art that speak to their core theme. Heritage Services staff are also looking to create an information panel in an existing Pump House display case that speaks to the history of the prison for women. The exhibition includes painting, drawing, mixed media, beadwork, textile, sculpture, photography, video, and a small retrospective on Tightwire, the Prison for Women newsletter produced inside from 1970 to 1993. This exhibit will be hosted at the Pump House until September 2nd. And that's all for now. I'm Chancellor Miracle, and this has been your Community Update. Now over to Christina Laurie with your Campus News. Thank you, Chancellor. This is Christina Laurie coming in with your campus news. Queen students have a few upcoming deadlines. On the 24th, the registration period for fall and winter classes begin. On the 25th, summer term assessments for May to July, the 12-week session, classes begin. The 31st is the last day to drop summer term classes for the July to August six-week session without faculty office permission. And again on the 31st, it is the last day to apply for admission to the upper year program at Bader College for the fall term. For RMC students, July 31st is the admissions application deadline for the fall term. Partnership streamlines micro-credential training in virtual reality at SLC. St. Lawrence College has expanded and improved its virtual reality micro-credential offerings through a partnership with UP360, providers of specialized VR training. These improvements are made possible with funding received through the Ministry of Colleges and Universities, Ontario's virtual learning strategy. Learners using the updated immersive learning platform, a proprietary program launcher, will now be able to access all VR simulations in a single app from login to on-demand updates. 
tests and receive their micro-credentials automatically when they complete simulations, a process that previously required manual administration. Using this new streamlined process, learners will log in, complete simulations, and attain micro-credentials all from within the VR platform. MCU Minister Honorable Dunlop has shared the following reflection on the successful projects developed this year through the funding. The innovative projects completed in 2022-23 as part of Ontario's virtual learning strategy are furthering Ontario's solid reputation as a global leader in post-secondary education. Achievements from these projects are helping Ontario to expand the suite of high-quality, market-responsive hybrid learning resources offered across our province to help learners gain the skills and training they need to succeed, no matter where they live, and prepare for the jobs of tomorrow. This partnership will benefit our current and future learners who are upgrading their skills and credentials through our micro-credential offerings said Glenn Volabret, SLC President and CEO. I want to thank MCU for their investment in and commitment to helping colleges train skilled practitioners for the in-demand and ever-changing needs of the workforce in Ontario. MCU's Ontario Learning Strategy Fund supports post-secondary education access for underserved, rural, remote, francophone, and Indigenous communities. Resources and tools developed by the funding are integrated into the eCampus Ontario Open Library. They are maintained by eCampus Ontario as free, openly licensed educational supports for all Ontario educators students. You can go to stlawrencecollege.ca to learn more about micro-credentials at St. Lawrence. That's all for your campus news update this week, and next up is Dino with weather and traffic. Thanks so much. And now it's time for the CFRC weather report. Tonight, we're expecting partly cloudy skies with a 40% chance of showers early in the evening with a risk of thunderstorm and fog patches developing overnight and a low of 16. On Tuesday, fog patches will dissipate in the morning and we'll have a mix of sun and cloud and a 30% chance of showers in the afternoon with a risk of thunderstorm and a high of 27. On Tuesday night, we'll have clear skies and a low of 18. And on Wednesday, sunny skies with a high of 28 and clear skies that night and a low of 19. And now it's time for the CFRC City of Kingston traffic report. Road closures expected in the next week are on George Street from Wellington to Regent and Regent to James until August 4th. King Street from Plast Arms to the Tragically Hip Way. King Street from Brock to Clarence is closed July 28th from 7 to 10.30. Lower Brewer Swing Bridge is also closed until further notice. Market Street from Ontario to King will be closed on July 23rd and July 28th. Ontario Street from Brock to Clarence is closed July 23rd from 9 to 3. Queen Mary Road from Bath to Notch Hill closed until August 9th. Sir John A. Macdonald Boulevard from Union to King is closed July 21st to July 26th. Sydenham Street from Queen to Princess is closed until September 5th. University Avenue from Union to Earl is closed until December 22nd. Wright Crescent from the south intersection of Palace to 16. Palace is closed until October 31st. Further, the intersection of Montreal Street and John Counter Boulevard is currently being redesigned to add increased active transportation and transit facilities and improved signal timings to enhance overall level of service at the Webb Crossing. Borehole field investigations are required to support the design phase work to determine appropriate rehabilitation methods that can be used for the construction work. Borehole drilling will also cause some traffic disruption at Montreal Street from Bryceland to Cassidy and John Counter Boulevard from Elliott Avenue to Ascot Lane. 
The Cham Memorial parking lot project is still underway. The garage will be closed from August 4th until August 8th, and there is additional parking at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages. However, the Robert Bruce Memorial parking garage second level is expected to remain closed to conclude the structural maintenance and renewal of waterproofing. And there will be temporary closures for cleaning of the Hanson Memorial Parking Garage on July 24th and 26th from 3 to 6, and the lower Robert Bruce Memorial Parking Garage will be closed July 31st and August 1st from 3 to 6 p.m. Motorists can expect other delays on Bath Road at Queen Mary, Bay Ridge from Woodbine to Cat Woods, Highway 15 from Maine to Highway 2, Highway 33 east of the Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, Princess Street from Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, Taylor Kidd Boulevard from Collins Bay to 100 meters west of the Collins Creek Bridge, and the Rideau Trail from Queen Mary to Parkway is still closed to replace the sanitary main. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for this week. Have an event you'd like covered on our website and news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On Tuesday, July 25th from 3.30 to 4.30, the Barry Ewan Trio will perform at Music in the Park at Confederation Park downtown. And that evening, Salsa in the Square takes place starting at 6.30, where visitors get free salsa lessons in Springer Market Square and enjoy time on the open dance floor until 10 o'clock. Coming up this week at the screening room, it is screening Asteroid City, The Miracle Club, The Lesson, The League, Joyride, Pass lives marie antoinette cowboy bebop the movie wild at heart and vertigo visit screeningroomkingston.com for details and showtimes on july 26th take the ferry and visit hotel wolf island don't miss a rare chance to see little mazarin and eliza niemi featuring local opener liam cole the early show starts at 5 30 and then open mic night hosted by mike rapkins starts thereafter also on July 26th, a drag performer Bewitched will host another Bewitched evening featuring rotating guests and themes at Barcadia starting at 8.30. On July 27th at 7 o'clock, check out Downtown Country featuring local country music artists and then head over to Springer Market Square for a free screening of Black Panther Wakanda Forever as part of the Summer Movies in the Square series. And local drag legend Rowena Way is also hosting Bitch Bingo at Daft Brewing starting at 7 o'clock. On Friday, July 28th at 8 o'clock, hip-hop artist Cardinal Official and special guest Maestro Fresh Wes will be headlining Rock in the Square, a free rain or shine live performance in Springer Market Square. The City of Kingston is also providing free public transport that evening from 6 to 11 p.m. to support the event. An accessible seating is available and limited lawn chair space is provided. Also on July 28th is day one of the three-day Wolfchella event at Hotel Wolf Island starting at 7.30 with performances by Dartmouth, The Get-Alongs, Theo Vandenhoff, Danny S., and DJ sets by Chris Rickerink and Moon Hymns. And running from July 28th until the 30th, Les Festivilles returns to Jolstow Park in Gananoque from 4 to 9 p.m. featuring pop-up markets, food vendors, and free open-air live performances by George Tierney, The Vaudevillian, Les Soliliquets, and The Backsteps, and also the Paul Langlois Band, Norbert LePage, and José Brawl. 
And on July 29th, check out day two of Wolfcella at Hotel Wolf Island, starting at 5.30, featuring DJ sets from DJ LK, DJ Espresso, Club Soda, and Cali Horse, and then Queer Karaoke, hosted by James from The Whip, starting at 10 o'clock. You can learn more about the whole three-day Wolfcella lineup, including the July 30th Shotgun Jimmy and by Divine Right concert, by visiting hotelwolfisland.com. Also on July 29th, KPP Concerts presents Coster with Mitch Mars at Broom Factory. This is an all-ages event starting at 7.30, and you can learn more and get tickets at kppconcerts.com. And finally, on July 29th, Beers for Queers is also happening at Monty's starting at 9 o'clock. Fun social event for two SLGBTQ plus community members and their allies. This week, CFRC invites you to enjoy the lovely weather as much as you can and in a safe way. Grab a book from the library and head to the park, enjoying the breeze under a comfy tree. There is a chance of showers throughout the week, so enjoy it while the sun's out. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, and Queen's University Career Services. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next.